Beans, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Spooky. I'm Vamp. I'm AJ. And today we are talking about movies and shows that we have watched. We've watched a lot of things. Um, Lots of stuff coming out. Like, it's insane the amount of content that is coming out that is all horror genre related. It's like it went from there's nothing on to now there's too many things on. We we had to rein in our lists because we have way too much stuff to talk about. So I had an honorable, I didn't tell you this, but I had an honorable mentions because I'm like, I still need to talk about this, 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 and this. While we were talking earlier, I I made my honorable mentions. Yeah, so we're going to talk about as much as we can um and then as we normally do we'll roll some over to um another episode if we have yeah we'll always have stuff to talk about so let's start off with uh one of the more recent films that has probably the most recent one that we'll be talking about right yes um which is the new scream film oh yeah Right? Yes. 2022, it came out in uh, beginning of January, or mid-January. Yeah, mid-January. So the most recent one. Um, I'm going to let you start, because I know where you stand on it, and we have differing opinions. So um, I'm going to let you go for it and okay. tell me what you thought. So yeah, you were like, so what did you think of it? I'm like, 10 thumbs up, and you had this look on your face like, that's like exact opposite. So Not exact, but like... On somewhere on the other side. Okay. Um, but I do have to say, I am a really big Scream fan. Like, As I am love I. all of them. Like, I am. Okay, wait, yeah, I'm not going to agree with you there. I, I do not love all of them. And then I think, I think, um, for me at least, I just, um, not only do I like, like the films, but I also just love the, like, type of movie it is. Like, it is still a horror movie, but it's also there there's so much like meta in it where they're like referencing other stuff Mm -hmm. so i love watching it because it's like you're watching scream but you're also getting tastes of other things in it and i loved how they carried that into this one i love the commentary on (laughs) i mean it hit a little too close to home but i really love the commentary on like toxic fandoms Uh, i love the return of skeet ulrich Uh, oh time out Spoiler alert, we will be talking about uh, films that are either like older or newer. So if you don't like spoilers, be aware that when we say the movie title, we're going to be talking about some things that you may not want to hear. So So earmuffs or fast forward or listen after you watch the film. Hit pause, go watch it, come back. back. That's that's probably the best (laughs) thing to say. Listen to AJ, don't listen to me. There you go. So yeah, um, I think the only thing like that after I was like, I kind of wish they hit on this. The fact that it was the first Scream without West, like obviously they did the four West at the end, yeah. but I think it would have been really hilarious if they touched on um, like, you know, now how there are horror movies that like are horror franchises that have to somehow continue without the original creators. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I feel like that's, I mean, that's what they're doing, yeah. you know? So I feel like that would have been cool to have like a little bit in there, but I mean, like, you know, when Sid turns around and you see her and you're just like, oh, my God, it's Sid. Yeah. And then Dewey, like when he comes on, you're like, oh, my God. Like yeah. all those moments. I don't know. I think I'm just more of just like a really big sucker. Where I just love it like so the much. Nostalgia. Like, they could have like they would have had to really done a nosedive for me to be like, I didn't like it. So but. you already kind of went into it with like that skewed like you were you're you're on their team you're already oh, yeah, rooting I for am, them so it would have taken yeah. a lot for you to hate it yes yes um so i will admit that okay so the the opinion opinion is a little biased but that's okay that 
excuse me, that's fair. So in my opinion, I was very much entertained. Mm -hmm. Like, I think my problem is after seeing some films, which we'll talk about later, I went in with really high expectations Mm -hmm. and high hopes for it. And so I was already kind of setting it up for like, if one thing I didn't like, I would have been like, oh, it let me down. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, again, I was very entertained, but I just felt like there were so many things that could have been done better and I was a super fan of seeing the old cast come back because I'm mm-hmm. a huge Scream fan so when I did see Sydney and Gail and Dewey I was really pumped about that but I just wanted more out of them and I wanted Gail and Sydney to be more badass mm-hmm. and I felt like they did have like those moments where it was like the hero shot yeah but I just felt like it was such an opportunity to have like the older generation come back and kick ass and it was just kind of like meh like yeah pew, pew. like it was just very like gently done mm-hmm. and the one thing for the the newer younger cast which I thought that the gore scenes and the kills were awesome mm-hmm. but I just felt like there was like like you're saying you appreciated like that meta and like taking notice of like older things and making reference I was kind of annoyed by that because I felt like it was so much of that I was like okay we get it yeah like, I get the point you're making just like go find the killer you mm-hmm. know and I felt like it was a lot of talking in, in points where I was like shh let it be scary just stop talking so much but overall I was entertained I'm glad I saw it in theaters I really Mm -hmm. think that the experience changes then like streaming at home which Mm -hmm. we've been doing a lot of a lot of stuff is going straight to like streaming services um so it was nice to be back in the theater and see a movie on the big screen but there was so much room for like just more I I, and I think that's what it was I was just wanting a little bit more in certain Mm -hmm. in certain scenes but overall I would recommend the film yeah i would watch it especially if you're a scream fan yeah if you liked any of the other ones i definitely think it's you definitely should go and see it um and i and i see what you're saying about the returning cast but i think it's like that's especially hard because on one hand like yeah the returning cast are in it but they also need to leave room they can't over shadow i know the new cast so i I, know but which i thought it was a good balance i think that because, you know, obviously in the way they've set it up, moving forward, like the old cast comes in to teach the the new guys like mm-hmm. how it's done and what they need to do. But they just did it in such a way that was like gentle, like, no, come in, kick in the door, like you're pissed, like show it. And I just felt like there, there wasn't that. It was just mm-hmm. like a, a muted version of what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing is like the kids live. Like yeah. in the end, like everybody's living. I'm like, come on. Like they need, everybody needs Kill to die. People. There just needs to be like a couple to like move on. We don't need everybody to, to live. And also how the hell did they live? Those kids got stabbed, like brutally stabbed. Nobody survives that. So, you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Again, yeah. Um, what did you think of the killers? Like, cause I mean, when I was watching it, um, I like, I think it was like the hospital scene. Like when they go and see, um, what's her in the hospital mm-hmm. um right then i'm like oh well she's the um her best friend mm-hmm. i'm like oh she's one of the killers from the like beginning, i knew that from which, the beginning like on one hand like i could see that being annoying but i was like it's fine i don't need, like you know but then there was a few times when i was it, i didn't i didn't really it like i thought them pointing out like jack quaid's character as being like, oh, well, it's always the boyfriend. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, they're just do- They're just very heavy-handed with that because they're like, you know, 
it's gonna be a switch where it's not right. him. But then I knew when it, it was, was them him, from the beginning, um, both of them, I was like, she's yeah. a shitty best friend, and I just don't like the way he looks. Like they're the killers. And then at the end, I think that was also another thing is like there's been a lot of films that have come out that have been um, so twisty with the plots mm-hmm. where you think you figured it out and you're like, oh my god, I, I was completely wrong. Yeah. And this one from the beginning, I knew who it was, and at, so at the end, I was like, well, I knew it. You know, and not that that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, it just left me leaving wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if another f- scream film comes out, I'm still gonna watch it. I end. was very upset when Dewey died. Me and too. I, he's my favorite. Like, Matt kept saying he's gonna do it. They're gonna do Dewey in, and I'm like, they shut can't. your mouth, shut your whore <laughs> mouth. <laughs> you just be and quiet. And then when the moment when Sid was on the phone was like to him, like, please, t- like, just be careful. I'm like, yeah, yeah. The second I know it. Like, now I know he's going to die. The second and then he, he turns did. around, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this is it. Why? And I was so sad, but I, I get it. I, like, you know, you have to, I guess, have to do it. But. Not everybody could live forever, but, you know, sometimes your heart gets broken and it's for the best, so. Oh, another thing. I was also kind of sad. I really, well, they did have um, Randy, his sister, and they mm-hmm. go to his house and they have, like, a picture of him and stuff. I was sort of hoping that they would find another like videotape of him like giving more rules or something and they're yeah. like we just dusted this off from his room and let's pop does anybody have a VHS or like you know something like that because I, I I really loved uh when they did that in the third one when he came in and it's like okay yeah I did we're like we're back what, again if you're watching this that means I'm dead like you know yeah like that kind of I just loved his character he's like he's one of my favorite characters so when the, I was when the girl is sitting that. on the couch and she's like, come on, like, don't. And like, she's saying all the things that are happening. Like I laughed at that part. And I think that's the thing is in the original, it's, it's a horror movie, but yeah. it's like, it has that, um, that campy kind of comedic oh, yeah. value to it. I didn't laugh that much. Oh my God. That one. got me when she was on the couch watching I him then. on the couch and doing yeah. the turn around. Yeah. Come, Jamie, turn around. And yeah. then she's doing it. I was like, okay. See, I laughed that's the there. Thing. That's the stuff where I was like, they got me. But I didn't <laughs> laugh as much as I would have liked to laugh. I don't know. It's fine, though. I think you, you still watch it if you're a fan of Scream. Definitely still watch it. Um, and we just differ in opinions. But Yeah, and that's um, fine. It was good overall. So another one, and I would say that this film was the top film for me for 2021 mm-hmm. and it's Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, it was very good. So, so good. And I think going into um, any sort of remake, which is weird that I didn't go into Scream this way, mm-hmm. is I go in with like a very open mind because I don't want to sit and compare this yes. film to everything yeah, that I've sure. seen before. Because that will mess, like if, you're, if you hold the original Ghostbusters near and dear to your heart, don't expect this one to hit the same. Don't expect this to scratch the same spots. Like, right. You know, it has to. It also has to live on its own. But it's nice if it does do that original stuff. And it was like oh, did was, not yeah. disappoint whatsoever. It was. I laughed. Mm-hmm. I cried. I cried some more. I laughed. I clapped. I cheered. Mm-hmm. Like it was so much fun from beginning to end. It paid homage to the original. Um, I mean, I feel like spoiler alert because obviously, like, it's been out for a while. So yeah. you've probably seen the spoilers on the internet, but bringing back the original cast mm-hmm. um, and the way that they did it, um, Jason Reitman killed it. Um, 
And I know that it was really cool hearing interviews with him where he's like, no, like my dad was there with me and just having (laughs) that, like having that person there that was like brought the original Ghostbusters to life and having that person, like having your back and guiding you through that, like how fun to have that as like a family experience. For sure. Also the film was just like Paul Rudd is hilarious. The kids, McKenna Grace. Phoebe, um, that character is so good. So they just... So fun. The little, uh, the kid that is, has the podcast. I forget his name. (laughs) Yeah. Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Um, He is so great. It was just done really, really well. And like, I mean, I never thought I'd watch Ghostbusters and be like, (laughs) like crying. And I don't know. I just loved it. My, my only, the only thing that I would say is I really wanted Slimer and yeah, seeing some of the previews, cool. I was like, oh, we're going to. And then when I saw him on camera, I was like, but that's not Slimer. Yeah. Um, so hopefully in the next one, we get OG Slimer back. Which would be cool. Yeah. It was so fun. Um, I also felt like they handled the Egon stuff really well. Yes. Like when you re- when you first saw his hand, I was like, please don't mess this up. Please, please. Egon, I love him so much. Do not mess this up. And I felt like they handled it really well. Yeah. And it was like heartfelt. And that's when you're just like, oh my God, why cry? I I was like a mess. I remember at one point Cameron looked over at me and he was like, like, this is a movie, you know, it's a movie, right? <laughs> Even it, um, for Spider-Man, I know Spider-Man's not spooky at all, but I yeah. love Spider-Man oh, as yeah. well. Um, I would say that those were my top two films for 2021 were yeah. Ghostbusters and Spider-Man. He looked over and I was like, I had tissue stuff up my nose. I'm like wiping it on my sleeve. <laughs> and he's like, this isn't real life. And I'm like, but it is. It is. It's to hitting. me right now, this is this real is life. Um, so I, I mean, Ghostbusters for me was a 10 out of 10. Oh yeah. It was, it was great. Um, and I think I was so happy that it was good because the one, before, the one before, I'm going to throw it under the bus and I I'm going to stomp on it because I was not pleased whatsoever. And I was, <laughs> and I was so sad because I, I love Kate McKinnon. I love Leslie Jones. I'm like, you have some of the funniest ladies in it. But, but it, was it doesn't like, matter about I, their talent. It's no, like no, if, no, the, no, yeah, yeah. if the, the content itself, and that's why I always feel bad is like, sometimes actors get a bad rap. It's like, yeah. oh, they did a bad job. They, they may be in delivery in some cases, but you, you're giving, you're reading something someone else wrote. And yeah. if that's not good, then you can only do so yeah, much. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, it was like actually recently that I saw someone like was com- like delving into that, uh, diving deep into that movie. And they pointed out the fact that pretty much all the characters were Vankmans. <laughs> and like, that's the problem. You can't like the, the thing that makes Ghostbusters so great is the dynamic between right. and how they work all the together, different characters right. and how they work together and how they like, you can't have everyone can't be the can't funny, have guy. Four funny guys, right? You have to have the, like, you know, the, the scientific mind and like the one who doesn't Someone really understand to level jokes, up. you can't to have, bounce the jokes off of, right. You know? And you can't have five funny guys, but it's not going to be good. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be balanced. People are going to be like, okay, well, all of this is, is like jokes after jokes yeah. and there's no story. There's nothing that you gravitate to or attach to. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't a remake. We're not trying to remake something. Yeah. We're trying to expand on a story that's mm-hmm. already there. Um, and, and just, it was done in a very, very good way. So if you haven't seen it, Go see it. And yeah. if you can see it in a theater, um, I don't know if it's still, I think some theaters are still playing, Ooh, I don't know. playing it, but I, it might be like jumping out of theater soon. Yeah. So um, I also feel like it's perfect because it kind of, kind of like um, 
springboards into it can it can expand now like ghostbusters sure. can be its own universe like can you imagine and they like, left it with like there's going to be more and the one thing that i felt is walking out of that theater and this doesn't happen often um like my heart was warmed like i it sounds super cheesy her heart but grew three sizes <laughs> it it to me it felt like what it felt like when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And what I really loved is that it brought back that feeling to a new generation of what I remember. Yeah. Like I remember leaving, wanting to get a proton pack and wanting to go like to Walmart and get a jumpsuit and like Sharpie my name on it mm -hmm. and run around and, and hunt ghosts in the field, in the backyard or whatever. Um, and it, I left feeling that way. I left feeling like kids are going to watch this movie and kids are going to be really pumped about Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I feel like, previous the previous one clearly did not do that oh yeah so a plus yes give that yes two thumbs up lots of a pluses um should we go on to nightmare alley yeah um so the next one we're going to talk about is uh nightmare alley and i'm going to talk about the um 1947 version and aj is going to talk about the, the 2022, 2022 version guillermo del toro version um so at first, when that, um, the new version, like I saw previews and stuff, I didn't know that it was like an older movie. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. And um, it was on TV and we watched it. And for an older film, it was an hour and 50, a little, right under two hours. So for an older film, that's a really yeah, that seems very long. long time. And the minute it started, I was 100% sucked in. For the whole two hours like it did not feel like two hours the film was done so well it was in black and white um and the original came out in 1947 so very very long time ago um the adaptation seems pretty similar but from like hearing little tidbits i mm -hmm. haven't seen the new version yet there are some slight There's variations like little in the bit. story they obviously hit the like the same plot because they're both based off of the same book right so they go along the same line but how certain little things are done are a little bit different. So um, the original, which I feel like the new one, I guess the plot is pretty similar. So the yeah. original is set in the 1940s in New York and the main character is Stanton Carlisle. Uh, the movie basically follows him as through the rise and, and failing the ultimate of, fall of yeah. him as essentially being a con man. So it doesn't really start off that way. You're basically following this guy that uh, joins the circus and finds his role in the circus. And you see in in the overarching story, what I kind of take away from it is it's a guy that sees an opportunity to make money. And when he starts making money, he doesn't, it's never enough. He's yeah. always chasing for more. He's always finding a way to to, to be better in his mind, but to make more money ultimately. And you see his rise and fall. Um, and it's, it's a kind of a tragic story. Mm -hmm. um, when the film opens up, you, you see this person that they call the geek. And we were talking about this before, because when they, when they say that term in the, in 1947, I'm like, what was a geek in 1947? Yeah. As I watched the film, I understood that it's basically like the person that is the freak show act or the sideshow. And typically in old carnivals, the, the geek would, um, basically be the opening act to bring people in and usually was like an alcoholic or a drunk and he would do some sort of act where he like bites a chicken's head off and it's super gross and people are disgusted by him but also intrigued by him. Um, Something that makes you feel better about yourself in that day yeah. and age where you're like, oh, let me go and see someone who is different than me and make me feel better about myself. Yeah, so you see this main character come in and he is... Um, 
seeing this person that is the geek and trying to understand who this person is and um I'm going to stop saying spoiler alert because it, it comes full circle um, to him. But I guess I kind of want to chat about some of the differences in the film because there were certain things in the newer version that when you were talking to me about it, I was like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> That's not how it went. Um, ultimately, you still start at the same point and you end you at the same point. end at the same point. Um, but it's just slight variations that I think are great when you're making a remake because I feel like in this point, it's a remake and... Mm-hmm. It works. I haven't seen the original, but from your perspective. Yeah. Um, I am... Guillermo del Toro is one of my favorite directors. Um, I feel like he he did this story, like, really well. Um, It's his first noir, um, and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, It's shot really well. Um, I actually recently got to see it because they're doing a limited run in certain theaters where they're actually playing it in black and white um which adds a whole leather level like it's so weird because even though just because like it was the same film it was just in black and white yeah for some reason seeing it in that different format like just added a little bit more heaviness to like certain parts of the story and like it made the circus like scenes like even more beautiful like i I think my favorite version is still seeing in color just because like Guillermo is like really good at choosing. He like handpicks where certain colors are going to be. Um, the second time I watched it, I, this like certain things po- like jumped out at me even more, like all the different circles um, and how pretty, like, like the full thing is like basically meant to be as a circle. So like the last scene is him, uh, Stanton, like, Basically just being told he is going to be the new geek and he is maniacally laughing, realizing, oh my gosh. And then he remembers the first frame or like, you know, the first scene mm-hmm. in the movie. So basically like, it's like the thing can like the whole movie can just start again. Which is interesting because in the original, um, when he basically, uh, Stan goes back to the carnival cause he, he, the con man basically got conned is mm-hmm. what ends up happening. And he's like, well, now what do I do? I'm going to go back to what I know. So he goes back to this carnival. He's looking for a job, basically saying, I'll do, I'll do whatever. I just need work. And the, the carnival owner, carnival boss, um, has a bottle of alcohol and he's like, would you like a drink? And Stan has become an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and you see him go and he takes a shot. Would you like another? And he takes it a shot. And as the scene is unfolding, what is happening, he doesn't seem to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem to be aware that like, oh, well, he's basically he's basically like conning me. I'm now the con man being conned again. Yeah. And I'm going to fall into this trap that I don't realize that it's actually happening. Whereas it seems like in the newer version, he has the epiphany of like, oh, shit, oh, here he I am. It. Yeah. And us as a us as an audience, like we know, too, because earlier in the film, um, William Defoe's character, who was the like the first carnival the boss. Yeah. yeah. Who um, Stanton was working with. He, they're, they're um, having dinner together. And basically William Defoe's character is like, hey, do you want to know how I get these, these guys to be the geek? Well, let me walk you through it. First, like, you know, and he literally walks all the way through saying, like, you know. Um, step by step. What step he by would step do. what he's doing. And he says specific things like. Um, he's like, oh, it's very important to tell him, oh, it's temporary. This is a temporary thing until we find a new geek. Don't worry about it. Um, 
so then once you see Stanton, he then become like, you know, he, uh, his, he falls into the trap completely comes derailed. He is now living on the streets. He's an alcoholic. He goes to the carnival. He goes to the carnival again to try and be, um, he wants to do his mentalist trick there. And he's like, Oh, let me, and the guys, the new guy's like, Oh, you smell like alcohol. I need, I can't, I don't, I don't hire boozers. And then he tries to turn them away. And then he's actually, you know what? Carnival man to carnival man. Let me sit you down. Let's have a drink together. And then he's like, you know what? I may have a job for you. It's only temporary. And you see that he is doing exactly what was laid out earlier in the film exactly to him. And he realizes it too. And he's like, and that he like, he's when he's like, Oh, do you know what a geek is? And he's like, Oh, I was born for this. Like he realizes, Oh my gosh, I am here. (laughs) This is where, I mean, probably not where he wanted to be where, but where he was meant to be because that's where he ended up. Um, But I I do want to see the new one because I love to see like the adaptation Mm -hmm. and um, I just really enjoyed it. I would say that if you're going to see the new one, watch the old one. Um, I wanted to. I was I wanted to re uh, well. I wanted to see the original one before I saw the uh, the new one. I also wanted to read the book. Yeah, but of course because it is based on a book. Yeah, Um, but time. Runs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you it's to read it. the whole book and then watch a two hour movie. That's a lot of homework when you're like, I just want to be entertained. Um, but I would say that it it's interesting to see the different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it first in black and white, the new one, like you had the option and then see it in color. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, when you see something in black and white, it, it leaves that room for like a little. I know it's just a, it's just color, but you do see you do watch it a different way. Yeah. You have that like part of your mind that's an imagining I mean what color are their outfits and mm-hmm. especially in like a circus atmosphere the entire time I was telling you this earlier the entire time I watch a film in black and white I'm constantly thinking like what color is her dress not that it's relevant <laughs> or that it matters but it's just that part of your mind wanting more because you were so used to seeing things in color so oh, yeah. um I really enjoyed the original I'm sure I'm really going to enjoy the, oh, the newer yeah. version it's it's great um shall we move on to yeah. What's next? I think this is where our our, our list split. Split. <laughs> um, uh, do you want to do one of yours and then I'll do one of mine? That sure. Are- we can jump to my other favorite director, <laughs> Edgar Wright, because um, he put out Last Night in Soho. Um, I don't know if you saw it. I have not. It's on my watch list. I am ready to watch it. It's very. I, I mean, like I've I said, heard great things about it. I'm a really big Edgar Wright fan. Um to me, this is one of his, it's like, just like, um, it's not su- like, cause when you go to an Edgar Wright film, like there's certain things like, you know, the fast cuts, like the really clever kind of cuts in it. There's a little bit less of that in this one, which was kind of interesting, but it's definitely one of his most like polished films. It's really cool. A lot of the, uh, um, storytelling, like visuals that they do because so, Basically, the story is um, it's in it's in London. Uh, a young girl who's an aspiring fashion designer she goes to um, London to go to like you know a fashion school. You find out that she kind of has this connection to the other side. Like she sees her mother um, who has passed. Um, like she kind of sees ghosts. Um, somehow, her being in London in this one apartment 
she somehow is able to tra- like kind of transport herself to the 1960s London where she kind of um, encounters this um, she's like kind of like a wannabe singer she wants to be a star and finds that there might be a little more mysterious kind of murdery line to uh, her story and tries to help kind of basically solve this murder uh, from modern time mm-hmm. that happened in the 60s. Okay. Um, but like I said, so um, uh, Tom- Thomas and McKenzie and then Anna Joy, Anna Taylor Joy. So they're the. And I the like two her. She main, has, yeah. I feel like she's good for it. She has like such a she distinct has that look. Very, she looks very 60s yeah. in this. Like she has like that beautiful look. Like old timey glamour look. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of editing stuff because um, the main girl, she kind of sees herself as her at first she's like i want to be her so like she gets her hair done the same way like you know she tries to kind of like emulate emulate yeah. her a bit um and that's when she kind of dives deeper into this into what is like mystery the and- little bits that i have seen just like um people talking about it in trailers and like a little preview things it looks beautiful so um i was also because it's funny because Edgar Wright, a lot of times he he works with the cinematographer Bill Pope, and this is one where he wasn't. He worked with a different cinematographer. So at first I was, because I think Bill Pope was off doing Shang-Chi. So I was like, oh no, he's not going to be working with Bill Pope. Like it's going to be like, so different. Be sad, but it was, it was beautiful. It was beautifully shot. On my watch list. Yes, please um, put it on your watch. So one of the things that I watched recently, and this was like not super recent, it's it came out in 2021, but it's called um, City of Angels, City of Death, mm. and it is a serial killer document documentary um, made by ABC News, and okay. it's on Hulu right now, streaming. I think it's six episodes, um, but it's basically talking about all of the serial killers in Los Angeles from the 1970s to the 1980s. There were, I think it was like about 20 different serial killers around that time, and the crazy thing is, so I'm fascinated by serial killers, but in this time frame, the fact that they got away with it Mm -hmm. for so long. And the one great thing about this documentary is you're hearing stories about people that all have been caught. So you're not like, oh shit, this guy's Oh, let me lock my door. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to climb through my window um, while I'm watching this show on Hulu. Um, So they were all eventually caught, but this was a time where it's not like now where we have the internet and where if something's going on, departments would talk to each other and like, mm-hmm. hey, we have this case. Oh, wow, you have that case in a different county? Oh, these are really similar. It might be the same guy. Yeah. This was before all of that time. Um, so it was basically, there was no DNA. There was um, no internet. There was no like people sharing information. It was kind of a luck of the draw is if for some reason a detective was pulled to another county or another city um, because their, their case brought them there that they could bring facts to the other police department. Um, so there was, I'm going to name some of these uh, serial killers. Cause it was also at the time of like the names that they named these serial killers. There was, um, the hillside strangler, which yep. I remember the skid row yep. stabber. Um, <laughs> oh the, God. this is just some of them. This isn't all of them. These are just really bad sports, na- sports <laughs> teams names. <laughs> um, there was the freeway killer. There was the, uh, date dating. What was it? The dating show or oh, hold on. This one was. I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, is he the one? He that was on the. He uh, was on the dating. The date. He was on the dating game. Yeah. The dating game killer. And so you're watching these, and 
so they actually have the clips of him on the dating game. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, that guy is a creep. He just looks creepy. But I guess we can say that now because we have like these preconceived notions of what a serial killer is like because we've seen so many of them get caught or so many of the stories. But they show, um, I think it's towards the end, it's like episode four or five where they show the clip of him on the dating game Mm -hmm. and like his answer is so cringy and you're like, I just want to punch that guy in the face. And then they tell the story about the woman who was the, the, who was finding the date, you know? And so he wins, she picks him. Um, And then at the end she has, has a talk with the producers and she's like, after having a conversation with him was like, I am sorry. I hope you're not mad, but I'm not, I can't not going on a date with him like there's just something wrong with this guy and then come to find out that he was a freaking serial killer and he was so pompous and I mean I think my fascination with shows like this is just all of the people around Mm -hmm. how many people have they killed and how many relatives some of them have families some of them have kids and just the fact that some of these people are able to live this double life where they're able to be completely normal and then at nighttime they go on the freeway and just find people and cut their heads off or whatever whatever their thing is um and then the cases where they weren't able to hide it Mm -hmm. where they had these relationships where they had um you'll find in the show there there's co-workers that they interview and you're like wow everyone thought he was a crazy person they thought he was a creep but they had no real reason to like to really call suspect. the police. You just think that it's, oh, they're just kind of weird. Right. And and the one thing that I, I really enjoyed about it is just understanding the time period. Mm-hmm. Because if any of those people tried that now, I mean, immediately. Like, I give yeah. you two days. I give you by your second victim, you're going to be caught. Mm-hmm. There's DNA evidence. There's patterns. Like, there's cameras everywhere. Um, but it was just the time. And you think of, like... I mean, it just, it blows my mind and I'm fascinated. I'm infuriated while I'm watching them because I'm like, nobody just thought, hey, let me just call yeah, Like, hey, <laughs> if these two police departments would talk to each other, he would have been caught like way sooner. Right. And it was also a thing about like pride and people wanting mm-hmm. to be like, I'm the one that caught the killer. I didn't need your help. I was able to do it without yeah. you. But I think at a certain point they realized, you know, as most people do, working together is is more beneficial. And this is people's lives that are on the line. Yeah. Um. But some of these killers were uh, where they thought it was uh, one killer. And then they realized that uh, the Hillside Strangler, I'm pr- pretty sure it was like three of them. Or it was a, a guy basically grooming younger men mm-hmm. to be his friend and be more than friends. And then basically they were just his, his lackeys and they were doing his dirty work. Um, but the fact that it went on for so long and so many countless victims before someone was like, hey, I can't do this anymore. And it took that person saying yeah. that, not like the cops being like, hey, you're, you know, we, f- we figured you out. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you like ser- serial killers and you like, not if you like serial, that sounds terrible. If you are interested in the history of these cases, it's interesting just because of all of that. They were yeah. still able to catch these guys. Yeah, it took a little bit longer, um, but without all the technology and DNA evidence and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So sounds very similar to the Night Stalker yes that was out yeah this one is just covering multiple serial killer and i would say it's like about a 10 year like a decade of time um which sounds crazy because some of these guys were like on and off they would you know kill a bunch of people and then they would either move their cool down period yeah or or they they would go somewhere else life comes in uh, right you know like us 
something will happen. Oh, I can't do this craft or I can't do this project. Then it's like, oh, I can't do another killing because I had a kid or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, like life and I had to move. So I'm going to put a hold on my serial killing. But all I'm going to say is if you have a van, if there's ever a van with no <laughs> windows, just in general, like like you your work has a van with no windows. You own a vacation van that you use on the weekends. It has no windows. If you're in a band on tour, you're probably a serial killer or your van has been used by a serial killer. Just throwing it out there. Cause oh, it's a common denominator. I just, whenever I think of vans, I always think of the scene from um, silence of the lambs when he's like, can you help me with this couch? Oh no, you go on the other side. Serial killer. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> One of the common things that we find, and I just don't understand why. And I think in that they they do make note of like, oh, he had this van with like this yeah, creepy like, oh, van that was randomly after. parked, and I, I'm pretty sure the van in one of the cases was the reason the guy caught is, got caught is because someone else there was like multiple people that had seen the van, and that yeah. was a thing that threw them out. Then then they fa- found the van. They're like, oh wow, there's like blood and body parts and other various serial killer paraphernalia in the van. So guilty. Guilty. Okay. That's enough uh, about that. <laughs> should we talk about the one that I said almost made me throw up? Oh yeah. 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 yeah Who's ready I'm for super, t- I'm super interested. Who's ready for Titan? Um, <laughs> so Titan is a really interesting one. Cause like I was telling you, like going into it, I was scared to see it because Word of mouth, everyone that I was hearing talking about it, they were like, it's crazy. It will mess with your head. It's absolutely disgusting. Like, I'm going to need to take time to myself and like regroup after seeing this movie. So I was terrified. Which is interesting because that would make me want to watch something because I always feel yeah. like, I'm like, oh, I can handle anything. For like, some let's reason, bring it on. I was like, I don't know. And Matt kept going, okay, can we go see Titan? Okay, can we go see Titan? Then one day he's just like, okay, I got his tickets to go see Titan at Alamo. And I'm like, fine. So we went and saw it. It's definitely not as bad. It's not as gross. But there is one scene that almost made me throw up. Like I have, that's never happened to me. I've seen so many different horror movies, like ones that are gross, like ones that probably would make other people like feel sick but so if you don't know <laughs> titan give them a just, little backstory because when you're explaining to me i was yeah, like what? one of my favorite things is the plot on google which is a woman who has a titanium plate fitted in her head embarks on a bizarre journey involving her fetish for cars so that's true that does happen in the film um one thing that i also really think about is or really i think is really interesting about this film it's it's kind of like three different films in one. So like, yeah, the beginning is it shows um, her. She gets in an accident as a child. She has to have a like, you know, uh, a titanium plate put in her head to save her. So she has it. Um, she has like a big gnarly scar on the side of her head. Um, she Then it shows her um, a little bit older and she is a car model. Um, like, you know, like those really like really people who like completely customize their car, like ones that do like tricks, ones that like jump, go on the side, like, you know, lower, go Low higher, rider. like, you know, yeah, uh, uh, like, you know, crazy paint jobs, all this stuff. So 
she seems to be a model like you basically just like pose on top of yeah. this car like car magazine like in a bikini yeah and yeah you're, sitting no, you're on the in car. like a yeah. cute little outfit and you're posing on this car so people can like take pictures of the car and stuff like that um when you so, say it out loud it makes it's very strange <laughs> it seems really me, weird but. that that would be a job but uh, yep so um she that's her job she has sex with a car as you naturally <laughs> do that's the next step you go from you know, car accident um loving cars to having to a plate s- having sex headed. with them. yeah so has sex with a car seems uh, logical becomes pregnant from this car from said car um so the scene that made literally almost made me throw up. So she has, she puts her hair up in a, in like a bun and she has kind of like a, a pointed. Oh, like a, like a little, like a chopstick. How you sort of, and it's, it's, it comes to a point and it's metal. Got it. So earlier in the film, like you see her holder. kill someone with it. Um, but she's like, I do not want to have a child because I don't know what it is like is it from this experience that i had with this car like what is happening it's like it hurts like what is going on she takes it and tries to abort this pregnancy car baby, car baby. and this the combination of how they shot it the sound i can i can tell you like like the the like you know the sound effects for this movie like even for like the like you know the killing part like you know any like the violent parts like super are gruesome super, sound like just sounds super like what I would think would be real sounding. I literally almost threw up during that scene, <laughs> and there was like a couple times where I'm like, "Why am I watching this?" You know, as you're explaining it, I'm I'm like, it's just so hard to visualize all of the things you're saying that would be in a movie that would make sense yeah. that would make like gross you out. But I think that's what's fascinating about it is nothing, none of it makes any sense. Yeah, because and like, it's intriguing. And like I said, so like yeah, so that's like kind of like the first part. Then she goes home because she just killed a bunch of people. She goes home and kills her parents, and then she goes out on the run. You know, because now I'm an I I'm a wanted for any killer. particular reason, or just she was like I just oh because she knew she was gonna be caught. Oh, no, um, no, no. But like to go home and like, okay, not, but now I'm going to go kill my parents. Like, was there any reason or is just, she didn't really like crazy. them too much, okay. but I think it's mostly just like, she's a little, um, I mean, so she, the car and her and yeah, okay. you know, you know, <laughs> you know her past. Yeah. Um, so then she does that. Then she's on the run. Then she comes in contact with this, uh, gentleman who lost his son, um, years prior, still, is holding out hope that his son is alive. He goes missing. So like he's holding hope that he's alive. She impersonates this kid who is now older because he's been missing for a while, pretends to be him. She like, you know, tapes down her chest. She wears really baggy clothes because now she's starting to show that she's pregnant. Um, (laughs) And basically imitates this guy's missing son. Um, And he, and you like, it's, like at first you're like that's awful because you're like giving this like you know you're 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 it's it's not real yeah like, you know you're that not sucks this for that actual guy. son yeah. but then you realize that the guy is so broken by what happened that he is just happy that there's someone in his life yeah and then you start feeling like happy that she is there impersonating and it and it, it comes to a point where he's like I know you're not my, my son, son but. Like, you know, you can stay because, like, you know, I, I appreciate, you appreciate you, what you did I appreciate did you me. lying to me, but so, like, you it know, helped filling me. that void yeah. in my life. Um, and then, she, oh, 
I just remembered another thing. There's parts where they show her, she itches her stomach. She's like, has her big, and it's the sound of like the itchy, itching is so awful. It just is, it bores into your, it like drills into your head. And then her stomach starts to split open and you see that her pregnant belly is like this metal piece. And then she's like starting to give birth to this baby and by herself in the bathroom. And it just seems like the most painful thing ever. Like kudos to anyone who has given birth to a child. Like I could not imagine what that feels like. Like, And a car baby? Mm. Yeah, a car baby on top of that. But yeah, she gives birth to a a half car, half (laughs) normal baby baby. So overall, you would give it a good or bad review? Overall... It's one of those films that I'm like, I'm happy I saw it. It was beautifully shot. Um, Even though there were like the really gross parts, like the Mm -hmm. part that I said literally almost made me throw up. Um, It was a very good film. It's not something I need to watch again. Got it. But I do reckon, I do think that people. I mean, I'm intrigued. I definitely want to watch it. It sounds really weird and interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I have only had fairly recently one moment where I've watched something like in the horror genre that's made me like spit started coming up like the gag reflex Mm -hmm. it was the new Candyman where they show the close-up of his skin and I I go whenever I go to theater I take a blanket because I'm always cold so I'm like the old lady with my popcorn in a blanket and I could see that that's where it was going when you see his hand start getting like the weird little holes and um as that basically develops i'm like can you just go to the doctor because this is going to get really gross and i'm i'm i i can't do it yeah and so the scene where they show it and it's on his face he's like strapped down in the chair and they're just zooming in on it i started like i was ready to grab my cup because the saliva was coming up and it's not because i have tryptophobia so it's yeah. that pattern thing and i honestly have re i rewatched a part of it and I, I couldn't, I can't look at it. I try to force myself the second time, just mm-hmm. open your eyes and just look at it. And I can't, Every, my skin was crawling. I was itchy for like hours after. Yeah. It was so disgusting. And I think if I would have kept watching, I would have barfed. Like it was, it was coming up and I was like, oh my God, I cannot look at this. It was so gross. So, but that's, that's it to me. Like mm-hmm. that's what grosses me out. Like I can watch gore and all this yeah. other gross stuff. And I'm like, that's fine. I'll kind of be like, it will look away. But that did it for me. I was like, this is disgusting. Yeah. That was the scariest part of the movie for me. <laughs> and I also, I, I love the new Candyman film oh, also. Yeah, that's a great film too. Um, So we have a lot that we didn't get to. I know. I'm like, look at my list. I'm like, I didn't talk. I didn't get to talk about Jennifer Jennifer Conley communicating with insects. Go see Phenomena. Yeah, I'm from 1985. Everyone, Midnight Mass, the new Midnight Mass that That came out last year on Netflix. A plus. Um. Well, these are these are honorable mentions. mentions. Uh, Love and Monsters was a 2020 film, which I thought was very very fun and very entertaining. Michael Rooker's in it, so I figured you might like it. Um, Which ones? I don't. It came out in 2020. It's basically uh, the apocalypse happens, and there's a boy traveling across the country uh-huh. to find his girlfriend. They basically have found these oh. groups, these like uh, made their own little colonies, survival colonies, mm-hmm. and they have a radio and they're trying to find each other. And they encounter these monsters that are a result of the apocalypse that has happened. And the um, rook's in it. Oh, he's man. in it. And the him. little girl that's in it, her name is Ariana Greenblatt, is 
amazing in it. She's super fun. There's a dog in it. The dog's mm. name is Boy. Dog it's, survives. It dog survives. Okay, that's the we most can watch important it. part. We There's can watch actually it. a whole string of articles on the internet, and the titles are "Does Boy Survive?" Like people don't even care. They're like, as long as the dog survives, yes, I'll watch it. It's like that other, like the one where the the I didn't see the movie because it didn't look like something I wanted to see. But like those people go like trekking up some mountain and like obviously disaster happens and they had a dog with them and i remember like after like a probably halfway through the marketing campaign they then just started putting out trailers that were like don't worry the dog survives and probably because so many people were like boycotting you better dog not dies, kill that dog not gonna watch it um so we will have to circle back on some of these because there was lots yes. of great shows um and we can talk about something we're looking forward to is the new film studio 666 yep um but we're gonna move on to creepy treats uh we have a very special treat that someone has sent me so we're gonna cut for one second and we will be right back all right so we are back with our creepy treat my friend Mike sent me a birthday cake and he sent me, he's from New Orleans, so he sent me a king cake. I have never had a king cake before. I've heard lots yeah. of things about them. Yeah, I've heard of king cakes. I know a little bit, a sprinkling of like, you know, history and stuff like that, but well, really, don't it. lie. We know that there's a baby. There's a baby in it. That's the <laughs> most important part, right? Something about a baby. There's a baby in there. And I, when I got it, I was really excited. And thank you, Mike. We are very excited. It smells delicious. Yeah, it smells very good. But all I knew was a baby, so obviously I Googled <laughs> it because I'm like, we can't do this whole thing, and then we have no idea what this is even about. So the king cake, traditionally a small porcelain baby. I don't believe they use porcelain anymore in case you, like, bite it. Those and weird, creepy little plastic ones. Yeah, it's like the little, like, yeah. rubbery... Um, baby it symbolizes jesus which is hidden inside the cake and it's a way for residents of new orleans to celebrate their christian faith the baby symbolizes luck and prosperity to whoever whoever finds it so essentially you get the king cake you cut it up in a bunch of pieces you celebrate and there's there's multiple like other things like people say if you get the baby then you host the next party oh. um but we're gonna go with uh good luck and what is it uh luck and prosperity because yeah. i feel like that's that's a better than having to host the next party. For some reason, I was like worried that it was one of those situations where it's like at a wedding when like you throw the bouquet and whoever catches the bouquet is the next person who's going to get married or yeah. in a relationship. I'm like, so if I get the baby, is that like you're cursing pregnant. me to have a baby? Instantly pregnant. <laughs> I hope. A little titan baby. <laughs> or a little rubber mm. baby. Mm, either, either option is not great. <laughs> so we're, we're happy with this version. Yeah. And yeah. so... We're going to play a game where whoever gets, we're not going to eat the whole cake. Maybe we will. I don't know, depending we'll on see. how much time we have. But whoever gets the baby is going to win a case of Black Blackwater Remix and Black Drops. So this is the, the prize pack. Um, so let's reveal the. Because it is, it's also really It's very big pretty. and it's very pretty. Yeah. But it's, it's giant. So it's like a ring. It's kind of like, like that. A it smells like. Oh, hold on. Ah! <laughs> Okay, you want to grab the box? There's also some fun little New Orleans um, beads, which we're gonna. It smells like a donut. That's yeah. It, it it like a giant delicious donut. Or like a cinnamon roll. Oh yeah. yeah that's basically what it looks like. It looks like a braided cinnamon roll, and especially then back here, you can really icing. Oh, here those. <laughs> here you put those on. They also have icing on them though, because. Okay. Do I just, should I just cut it anywhere? I'm just going to. 
Do we? No, you need to be wise and choose your spot. Yeah, I, you well, need to choose what where you think that, that baby up. is. Hopefully, it wasn't there because I already cut that piece. I wonder if there's been any fatalities of people like accidentally <gasps> swallowing and choking on the baby. What happens if you? We're just gonna keep going. What happens if you do that? Is there another rule if? If I find the baby like later. Well, we have to find the baby because someone has to win the prize. That's so. true. Do cuts like that all the way around and then pick your, your pieces. Where do you think in that section? I mean, I actually really want to eat the cake, though, too. I also I don't want to just demolish it. This makes more sense if you had a party because then oh, yeah, it, it's not two people trying to find a baby. <laughs> and I think the... <laughs> <laughs> baby. Like, can you want to go there? That's another thing. Like, what if I cut into the baby? I though? feel like... Does that mean I automatically win? I feel like that's, I feel if you cut the baby, you automatically lose, right? Isn't the baby supposed to be, are we going for it? Yes. Okay. I have a good feeling about this. I'm just using my hands. Get out of here. <gasps> Stop! Okay. I, oh no, my listen. gosh. I listen. call foul. No. <laughs> I swear I did not cheat. I'm pretty sure I almost cut its head off. I was cutting, like, it was the second cut, and I'm like, oh, I hope that's not the baby. But if you look at right where I cut, <laughs> she almost, almost beheaded the baby. the baby. I think, I think by default, you should win the prize because I almost killed the baby, and I don't think that's the whole point of this. But also, you take it out because it's really creepy looking. It is really creepy. <gasps> He's so small. You could choke on that. That is a choking hazard. I feel like the baby should be a little bit bigger. Someone, um, when I was looking it up, described it. It's like a G.I. Joe, but a baby. And I was like, that's creepy. And he, you see, little butt cheeks. Yeah, he's got a little butt. He's like a welcoming baby. Like, he looks like he wants to give you a hug. But let's try this thing. Sorry, baby. You didn't mean to cut your head off. Cameron, you want some? Oh, damn. It's very cinnamon roll-like. Mm-hmm. Which is A+. plus. And the icing is really good. The brand is, if you would like your own, is Manny Rendazzo King Cake. ManyRendazzo.com. They deliver. Mm -hmm. And you can also freeze your king cake and save it for later. Are you sure? It's really good. So sorry, little baby. I almost decapitated you, but you made it. It's It's pretty hard plastic. I don't think that you could cut it in half, but... I'm going to let you win the prize because <laughs> that's just rude. So thank you, Mike, for this delicious thank birthday you. king cake. Um, oh. Let me chew my giant bite of cake before I talk. If you fiends would like to watch or listen, you can check us out at letsgetspooky.com. And don't forget to stay spooky. Stay spooky.